Well, amen. That was exciting. I'm George Zaris. I head up Christian Radio International. My wife, Barbara, is in the back. She's running the controls for me, okay? Guys, you've got to be nice to your wife or they'll really mess you up. They really will. Praise the Lord. Um, I head up Christian Radio International. We started this organization, missionary organization, 14 years ago with the idea of using radio to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are now using radio, television, internet, cable, satellite, all kinds of techie stuff that I know nothing about. So if you're a tech, we need you. <laughs> we really do. Uh, we use techie guys and girls all over the world to get the gospel out. Um, currently, we are broadcasting in 133 different countries by radio or television to a potential audience of three and a half billion people. Now this morning we're just going to talk about basically two countries in the Middle East, but uh, you've got that up there. I'm going to stand off to the side. They've got me on that. Uh, we're going to talk about what in the world's going on in the Middle East because that, that is a, a key subject area. You know, uh, as I talk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things that are not going to sound like they're truth to you, but uh, I, I don't make it a practice to tell lies, okay? So believe what I'm saying because what you're going off of is lies that you've been listening to. Like, let's try one. Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. How many of you have heard that lie? Raise your hands. Um, it, Muslims started that lie to try to uh, offset the fact that Christianity was growing so fast in the Middle East. And uh, they started it on Al Jazeera TV. And now it's being repeated all over the world. Shall I tell you the truth? The truth is, Islam is the fastest declining religion in the world. Look at that. Nothing. I'm in an independent, fundamental Baptist school of higher learning, and I speak truth, and you ought to get excited about it. Let me try it again. Christianity is the fastest growing religious group in the world. Yeah, that's the truth. You say, what? I've never heard that before. Well, just because you haven't heard it doesn't make it a lie. Okay? I have been in uh, 75 different countries, and uh, I've been around the block a few times, and I will tell you that Christianity, not Islam, is the fastest growing religion. Uh, and, and I used to say, before I visited all these countries and, and lived my life, I, I used to say, I've read the back of the book, and we win. There's an old Southern Gospel song that sort of goes that way. I've read the back of the book, Book of Revelation, and we win. Yeah, I have read the Book of Revelation, and we win, but I have also lived and seen what God is doing around the world, and we are winning now. You are operating on the winning team. It's already been predetermined, but it is happening now. Jesus isn't losing the ball game, uh, and, and, and then in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, he's going to hit a grand slam and win the whole thing. No, no, he's hitting grand slams all over the world right now. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 
Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. We need to get the gospel to the world. We were told in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature 2,000 years ago. And I say it's time that the world hears the gospel. Let's try that again. I say it's time that the world hears the gospel. Amen. Hey, if they're going to hear it, you're going to have to tell them. So you've got to figure out how to tell the most people the good news that Jesus came so that they could be saved, so they don't have to go to hell, so they could be born into the family of God. God loves you so much, he sent his very best. We've got to get the message out. Now, I'm a radio guy, so I want to ask you a radio question. Who is the guy in radio, radio now, that has won more people to Christ than anybody else. Now the answer I usually get when I ask this question is answers like Billy Graham, J. Vernon McGee, Lester Roloff, Oliver B. Green, and those are all good answers, but they're not the right answers. To get the right answer, we gotta cross the, uh, the Pacific Ocean to the largest populated country on Earth, the country of China. We have to go back to the year 1949, and in 1949, Mao Tse Tung, the communist thug took over the country of China from Chiang Kai-shek. He became the communist leader of China. When he took over in China, there were only 700,000. That's less than a million, for those who aren't real good in math. Less than a million Christians in a country of over a half a billion people. Over 541 million Chinese at that time in China in 1949. And there weren't even a million of them Christians. Though, though missionaries had gone there and, and done their work for hundreds of years, still only one out of every 773 were saved. Now Mao Zedong, when he took over, he devised an ingenious scheme to re-educate the people of China. Most of the people of China were illiterate rural farmers. And you can't te teach illiterate rural farmers real quickly to be good communists. Usually you gotta be in, uh, educated above your intelligence to become an, a communist. I mean, it really is something, it goes to your brain. So he devised a fourfold plan to, to wipe out Christianity, religion in general, but he was mostly concerned about Christianity. Number one, drive out all the foreign devils. That's the missionaries. So in 1949 and 1950, you had a choice as a missionary, leave or die. Okay, that was it. Number two, educate, ed, uh, execute or imprison all Chinese Christian leaders. Number three, persecute all Chinese Christians. And number four, preach Chinese communism daily on the radio to the people of China. So, in order to fulfill that, Mao Zedong gave every family in China a radio. And it was required listening. You know about required reading. It was required listening every day to tune in at a specific time and listen to Mao Zedong preach his communist doctrine on the radio. Required listening under punishment if you don't obey. Well, 
After 45 years of persecution, in the 1990s, Mao Zedong had been dead now for several years, the Chinese government conducted a census to discover a shocking truth. They found out that instead of 700,000 Christians in China, there were now 60 million professing Christians in China. What? How could this be? They asked a follow-up question and they said, how did you become a Christian? Because they, they expected from that 700,000 figure, maybe they had it down to maybe 250,000. And it went all the way up to 60 million. Well, they asked the question and this is what they got. 35 million Chinese said they were saved by listening to the gospel on radios that Mao Zedong gave them. So, the answer to my question, who's the greatest radio evangelist that ever lived? <laughs> Mao Zedong. You say, you're kidding, aren't you? I kid you not. That's the gospel truth. Because God can use whoever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. You want me to say that again? God can use whoever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. You know. So Mao Zedong worked according to God's plan by giving his people radios, having them exposed to gospel preaching on the radio, and 60 million of them you know, were, were saved in the mid-1990s when they took the census in their, in their country. Today, after 68 years of communist rule in China, there's 140 million born-again Christians. One out of every 10 in China is a born-again Christian. Uh, you have to come when I talk uh, this next hour about Asia to find out more about that. Let's move ahead. What's going on in the Middle East? That's, that's the question for today. Islam is the answer. You knew that already, didn't you? Oh, I bet you did. All right, well, that's fine. Islam is the second largest religion, 49 Muslim-majority countries, 1.2 billion followers. Now, that number is a hard number to really get a grip on. You see, in Islam, if your daddy is a Muslim, you are a Muslim. Do you understand that, what I just said? If your daddy is a Muslim, you are a Muslim. So Barack Hussein Obama is a? Some of you got the answer. Barack Hussein Obama's daddy from Africa was a Muslim. And Barack Hussein Obama, our past president, of the United States said he was a Christian. No, he said he was a Christian. But you got to understand, in Islam, it's all right to lie to Christians and Jews and any unbeliever for the advancement of Islam. He, his father was a Muslim. He, was a, he is a Muslim. His stepfather, when his mother remarried in Indonesia, was a Muslim. So he's doubly a Muslim. Okay, so Islam, is a, it's hard because, be, because you're just automatically a Muslim if your daddy's a Muslim. Now, if you're born in the United States, what are you born? I can't hear you. American. An American, okay. But I mean, are you a, a Muslim or a Christian? 
A Christian? No, you're not. You're lost. <laughs> you must be born again. Don't you know that here? <laughs> Come on now. You see, Christianity operates altogether different than Islam. Islam, you're forced into a religion. You're forced into it because your daddy is it. And whatever your daddy is, you are. And that's it. You have no choice. But God gives us a choice. And that's why we've got to get the message of the gospel to the world because really all men, women, boys, and girls deserve to have the choice of receiving Christ or rejecting Christ. That's their choice. But we should give them the message of the gospel. Well, the mouthpiece of radical Islam in media is Al Jazeera TV. Anybody ever watch Al Jazeera TV? It's been on in the United States. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, they're, they're trying to propagate the, the gospel of Islam on, on that channel. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. There was a Muslim scholar and cleric, um, Salman al-Oda, who in 1993 made an astounding statement. He said, and I quote, Christian missionaries are sweeping the Islamic world. That was in 1993. How many of you have heard that before? Raise your hands. Wow. That's more than I've ever seen before. Okay, well good. Um, how about this one? Sheikh Al-Qahtani in September, in December of 2001, also from Saudi Arabia, on Al Jazeera TV, he said something quite extraordinary. He said, 667 Muslims per hour in the Middle East are converting to Christ and we don't know how to stop it. Hmm. How many of you heard that before? If you didn't hear it from me before, raise your hands. Okay, one person. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah, 16,000 a day, 6 million a year, and we don't know how to stop this problem. Oops. Al Jazeera realized they had made a major mistake. Al Jazeera was the mouthpiece of radical Islam, trying to promote Islam throughout the world, and now one of their, one of their sheiks had, had uh, you know, let, let the cat out of the bag. Islam is on the decline. Christianity is on the increase. People are turning to Christ in great numbers in the Middle East, and they don't know how to stop the problem. So they came up with what I call the big lie. The big lie. You need to know the big lie. The big lie was this. Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. How many of you heard that before? Raise your hands. All right, the rest of you wake up. I mean, they've been spreading this lie all over the world, over and over. And uh, in the United States, it's readily spread, you know, on, on ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, CNN, uh, and, and even on Fox and any, any other conservative outlet. They repeat the lie. They repeat the lie. You know, uh, if you repeat the lie long enough, Hitler said, people will believe it and make it a big lie. Say it over and over again and people will believe it. This is a lie. This is a lie. But Islam is the fastest growing. The actual truth is, here in the United States and in Europe, traditionally we have one man and one woman, you know, get married, and they have approximately two children per family. Okay? In Islam, it's a little bit different. You have one man, and he has up to four wives. And ladies, 
Don't want you to feel disappointed, dejected, or rejected. Because those Muslim women aren't doing any more than the, than the American or European women. They're having about two children per wife. But when you have four wives, four times two is eight. Exactly correct. And so they're having eight children. And if, if their daddy's a Muslim, they're a Muslim. And so now all of a sudden, boop, we got eight more Muslims on the, in the world. Every time you have a new family, you know, they, they produce, on average, eight more Muslims. So Islam is growing by conceptions, not by conversions. You'll be hard-pressed to find many people who say, I converted to Islam. I found one or two in my entire life, and I've talked to hundreds of thousands of people, if not, if not a million or more. I mean, you just don't find them. You just don't find them. So they're growing by conceptions. Now, the real truth is, for every one Christian who converts to Islam, there are people who convert to Islam. Mainly, the big number one reason is to marry a Muslim man or a Muslim woman. Because in Islam, you can't get married unless both the male and the female are both Muslims, avow to be Muslims, okay? But for every one Christian who converts to Islam, seven Muslims are converting to Christianity. Amen. You're a little slow this morning. Let's try that again. For every one Christian who converts to Islam, seven Muslims are converting to Christianity. We are on the winning side. Amen. We need to stop acting like <laughs> introverts, like we've got some problem. We represent the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God Almighty. And God never loses. And God is not losing now. You are reinforcements for those who are out in the battle now to help reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's their only hope. To make them all Americans is not the answer. To tell them about Jesus and win them to Christ will transform their lives. What in the world is CRI doing in the Middle East? Now we're only gonna, because we only have a short time, talk about two countries right now, and the first one is Iraq. Now these are my partners in Iraq. On the far left, Dr. Edgar Fagali, the uh, founder of MAP Ministry, Middle East African Partnership. In the middle, Pastor Meher Doad of the New Testament Baptist Church in Baghdad, Iraq, and myself. These, these are, are, are my co-laborers in the Middle East and specifically uh, with Brother Meher in his country in Iraq. Now, this says two radio stations. Uh, I haven't changed that slide yet. We now have three Christian radio stations broadcasting in the all-Muslim country of Iraq. Now, when I say all-Muslim, there are Christians in the country, but there are no Christians in the government. So do you understand that this is a Muslim country that has given us a license to build three Christian radio stations in Baghdad, Basra, and Mosul, Iraq? You say, uh, preacher, explain that. When I used to pastor in Tennessee, in the mountains of Tennessee, the people would say, explain that, preacher, explain that. 
now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ever ask or think. God is able to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. Don't you put any limit, independent, fundamental Baptist limit on God. He doesn't abide by our independent. Don't put God in a box. He doesn't fit in a box. Let God be God and you say, Lord, what will thou have me to do? You just ask God what he wants you to do and move ahead. We built a Christian uh, uh, internet station that's broadcasting all over the world in Arabic right off of our station in Baghdad. Here's our key man, Pastor Meher Doad, uh, director of CRI in Iraq. This is his staff and their wives or their husbands that work at our Christian radio station in Baghdad who produce all the program programming in the Arabic language and other Middle Eastern languages that we broadcast on at 102.9 FM. Now if you look at the map, right in the middle is Baghdad. That's the capital. Okay? Way in the south here you see in, in heavy letters Basra. That's our second radio station. Way up in the north, Mosul, which is the new name for the old city of Nineveh. That's our third station that we just started recently broadcasting. So three stations broadcasting to a potential audience of 20 million people in a country of 38 million. So over half the country can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ right now. Now, I'm going to tell you how great our God is. Over three years ago, before ISIS came into the country, the Muslim government in Baghdad called in Pastor Meher Doad, our pastor, into the Minister of Communications office, sat him down, and uh, he sat down, and the minister said very quickly to him, uh, Pastor, we, meaning the all-Muslim government in Baghdad, want you, independent Baptist preacher, to build a Christian radio station in every major city in Iraq because your radio stations have a calming effect upon our people. Uh, unless you're asleep, I hope you got that. That is a Muslim government official, the head of media, in the country of Iraq, not Iran, Iraq, telling our independent Baptist pastor there that he needs to build a Christian radio station in every major city in the country so everybody can hear Christian radio because it's having a calming effect upon the people. Do you know what that is? That's Muslims telling an independent Baptist preacher to fulfill the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I don't know how many times you have to be told. Jesus said it in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. To go into all the world and preach the gospel of every creature. Now we're getting it from the Muslim leader of communications in the country as really from the Muslim gov all Muslim government in Iraq to reach the whole country with Christian radio because it's having a calming effect upon the country. Ladies and gentlemen, God's alive and well. Okay, all those things you read in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they're happening right now. 
Miracles happen today. God is alive. He's not getting older. He's not getting tired. He didn't have a stroke like I did or have a, any kind of slowdown whatsoever. There's no hiccups in his life. There, there's no oo's in his life. God is in control. And he's going to reach the world with you or without you. I think it needs to be with you. I really do. And so we, we're commanded to get the gospel out. Here's our newest arrival, though the city doesn't look like that today. Uh, we just began in the country. Now, ISIS came into the country on June 4, 2014. They came into Mosul. They only wanted to take the airport, but the, Muslim, but, but the uh, Iraqi government threw up their guns and ran. Ran, ran, ran rather than stood there and fought. And so they, they took the whole city of Mosul. As a result, uh, millions of people left the Mosul area, and many of them came to this area called Erbil, which is in the Kurdistan region, about 45 miles away. And this is a refugee camp with 1,450 refugee families in it that we ministered to through our pastor that we set there and set up a church there. And over 500 of these people came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. These were Muslims, these were Catholics, these were Eastern Orthodox, they were other groups of people that came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ because a crisis came. When a crisis comes in your life, it's not a time to go crawl in your bed and sleep and cry and say, woe is me and everything else. It's a time for opportunity. Look for the opportunity that God has, that, he's, that he has laying out before you, and follow that thing. Get a vision to do something even greater, because God is bringing something into your life to make you a better Christian so that you can reach more people. So we planted the church, Pastor Zafer there. This is early on. It later got larger. We had to rent bigger facilities for him to meet in. Go ahead. Now, ISIS came in, we said, and took Mosul. Then they started coming down the country from the north to the south like a plague, and they were nine miles from Baghdad. Nice guys. Uh, people you'd like for a neighbor. Right? Wrong. Okay? Well, when they got nine miles from Baghdad, all the government officials in Baghdad, now they're Muslims, and these guys are Muslims. Muslims should get along, right? No, Muslims kill Muslims. <laughs> They're equal opportunity offenders. They really are. So they, they knew that if, if they got into Baghdad, just like when they got into Mosul, when they got into Mosul, every government official was killed but two. The mayor and another guy got away before they were, they were killed, but everybody else was killed. So all the government officials in Baghdad, these guys are nine miles away. What's nine miles away from here? What city? What town? Somebody talk to me. The lake. The lake. <laughs> okay, but what, what, what city is close by? Within nine miles of here. Waukesha. Waukesha. Let's say Waukesha. What if ISIS was in Waukesha and they said, we're coming to get you. We're coming to take you away. Ha ha. They said, they, they named this church and this school and they said, we're coming to you. Well, you can understand the, the, the feeling of the government officials in Baghdad. And so they called for a national day of prayer. You ever hear of those? 
Yeah, we have one every year. But they don't have them in Muslim countries. Now, they, they get down on their knees so many times a day and all that kind of baloney, but a national day of prayer, I've, I've checked, I've not found another one called for. But they called for one on March 9, 2015, because ISIS was just nine miles away. And they were coming. They were coming. They had announced they were coming. So they called for a national day of prayer. Well, if you have a national day of prayer, you've got to have a prayer. And uh, you're, you're, you're an all-Muslim government, and an all-Muslim government would call a Muslim sheikh, that's religious leader, to lead the national day of prayer. Correct? False. Now, you, you, you got to stop thinking inside the box. Get your mind outside the box, because God operates outside the box. Okay? The all-Muslim government in Baghdad, Iraq, called on Pastor Meher Dowud of the New Testament Baptist Church in Baghdad, Iraq, to be the moderator for the National Day of Prayer. The rest of you, where are you? Let me say it again. The all-Muslim government called on independent Baptist pastor Meher Dowud of the New Testament Baptist Church in Baghdad, Iraq, to be the moderator, the prayer, for the National Day of Prayer. Amen. You're coming. <laughs> so he prayed. And he prayed that God would stop ISIS in their tracks. That God pr preserve the city that God would stop the slaughter of all the innocent people who were being slaughtered by Islam, by Islam and by ISIS. But when it came time to sort of, you know, put God's imprimatur on the prayer, he couldn't pray in the name of God in Arabic. Because God in Arabic is Allah. And who's the God of Islam? Who? No, no. Independent Baptist preacher can't pray. Can't, he's got to be perfectly clear about who he's praying to. So he prayed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All of a sudden, there was a scuffle in the crowd. He heard bodies moving. And he thought, they're coming to take me away. You say, why? Because he, he didn't pray in the name of Allah. He prayed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he did what you probably would have done and what I know I would have done. He peeked. <laughs> and when he peeked out, he saw every government official out of their seat, standing at attention at the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the entire assembly of people who had come for that national day of prayer at that meeting were standing at their feet. So that gave him new courage. So he commenced on praying the entire plan of salvation to every one of them told them that they had to receive Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So what happened? 
What happened as a result of the National Day of Prayer? When you have prayer, something should happen. Prayer changes things. We say that. Do we believe it? Well, what happened was ISIS began on that day fleeing. You say, fleeing? Yeah, they were on the advancement, but all of a sudden, ISIS from that day on never gained another inch of ground in Iraq. ISIS never gained another inch of ground in Iraq. Today, ISIS was driven, was not, they, they didn't get into Baghdad, the capital. They began a retreat and they were driven out of the country. They're gone. They're not there anymore as an army. They fled up into Syria and they're getting wiped out in Syria right now. ISIS is almost extinct as a result of a prayer meeting in Baghdad, Iraq. See, God is alive and well on planet Earth. You just think he's only in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, only in the Bible stories that you read of these great miracles. But God is performing great miracles today, and he wants to perform great miracles in and through you and the efforts you have to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's move ahead. So that's our pastor, uh, Pastor Mayher with Brother Fergali. And that's the land we bought. I don't have time to even tell you that story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we've got three radio stations now reaching 20 million people. This is where we built our New Testament Baptist church up in the Mosul area, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the Christians in Iraq are involved in soul winning. I don't have time to tell stories. Go ahead, Barb. Uh, they're handing out Bibles and giving Bibles to folks, and they're translating the Bible into the uh, Kurdish language for the Kurdish people because they don't have a Texas Receptus King James type Bible in their country. Go ahead. What's going on in Iran? I, I just looked. What time does this finish? About uh, seven minutes. I got seven minutes. <laughs> okay, Iran, let's go. Iran is really the new name for the old country of Persia. Islam is an Arabic, an Arab religion. If you learn anything, learn that. Allah is a stupid God. Because Allah only understands Arabic. <laughs> if you pray to Allah in English, he can't get it. <laughs> Michael Garmy was here. If he tried to pray in Farsi, the Persian language, Allah doesn't get it. Allah, dumb. <laughs> Islam, dumb. <laughs> Islam, Arab religion. It's all Arab religion. Crazy. Well, King Cyrus was the first great Persian, Persian, not Iranian, but Persian king. Do you know that in, in, in Persia or in, in, in Iran today, they don't even study Cyrus? Because Islam took over, and Islam is a Arab religion, and they can't talk about a great Persian to the Persian people. All they can talk about is Arabs.
It's crazy stuff, man. Well, King, King Shaw was the last Shaw of Iran. Sorry about that. Oh, come on. <laughs> the last, last Persian king, for 2,500 years, the Persians ruled in that country. And Jimmy Carter, uh, our, one of our past presidents, believed that the Shah of Iran was not the right guy to be in there, so he allowed Ayatollah Khomeini, this bearded wonder coming down the steps here, in 1979, he said he would be a better, better leader in Iran than the Shah of Iran. He was taking money from Arabs. The Jimmy Carter Library was built with Arab death money. We need to, we need to investigate these people who take money from outside sources and say, why are you taking this money? It's really wicked. All right, his president was Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. I call him the little, little Hitler. This guy was crazy. He said, death to America, the great Satan. Death to Israel, the little Satan. Death to the church. Destroy the church uh, in Iran and around the world. Well, wasn't much to do. In 1979, when these crazies took over in Iran, best we can tell, there were 500 born-again Christians in the country. Okay, next. So they began persecuting the church, killing people, torturing them. You might have re remembered Brother Abedini was in prison for many years for his faith in Christ, finally released recently when Obama gave billions of dollars to the Iranians. Check that out. After 37 years of persecution of the church in Iran, this is what's taken place. It's more, it is likely that more Muslims are coming to Christ in Iran than any other country in the world. 500 Christians when, when the Shah of Iran was overthrown. In the last 38 years, more have come to Christ than the previous 1,400 years. These are, these are Iranians, folks like Michael Garmy, okay, that I brought here. And they're following the Lord in believer's baptism after receiving Christ as their Savior. Are they supposed to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, this is, this is uh, Brother Hormuz Shariat, my friend. And Michael is broadcasting on his network now. And uh, that network is broadcasting the gospel into Iran, Afghanistan and Tajikistan. And today, 110 million uh, potential uh, Muslims can be hearing the gospel in a language they understand from Michael Garmy. Now, you know his story. I mean, I just talked to him the other day. He's so excited. One of his, like, high school buddies just called him as a result of his television program saw him on the television. He's gotten saved. Michael was so excited because he quit smoking too. He's already quit smoking. Michael's discipling him and others in that group twice a week on the internet, training them to be better Christians. People are coming to Christ in great numbers and we are praying for the day when Iran will turn from being an Islamic country and will become a majority Christian country. Can somebody say amen? amen? Yeah, amen. Praise the Lord. 
So the broadcasts are going over. His radio broadcasts have started now. And now on the radio, internet radio, satellite radio, they can hear his messages of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now in most Muslim countries, it's against the law to have a satellite dish. I don't know if you notice there are a few of them here. But if you can't see those, let, let me show you the capital of Iran. There's Tehran. It's against the law to have a satellite dish, yet 60 million of the 80 million people have access to satellite. And I asked Michael, what about the other 20 million? He said they go over to the houses of their friends, <laughs> you know, who have satellite. Now the government is, is, is trying to stop the expansion of these satellite dishes on the roof. So here's a government worker who just, who just is dropping off a satellite dish off the roof that he took down so that he could get people in compliance. But this is what happened. This guy picked it up, he's taking it home to put it up at his house. <laughs> they can't stop it. They just can't stop it. It's spreading all over the world. And in Iran, Afghanistan, and Tajikistan, those are the Farsi-speaking languages, 110 million Persian speakers that Michael is preaching the gospel to now via television and now started by radio. And folks, we're going to reach the world. It's time. Would you say that with me? It's time. Say it again. It's time. It's time to reach the world. Today in Iran, it is estimated there are at least 7 million born-again Christians in Iran. That means one out of every 11. And that's in the country. Outside the country, the percentages are phenomenal. You know, in Australia and other places where there's high co concentration of Persians, of Iranians that have, have left their country, many of them are coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Today, Christianity is growing at a rate of 20% a year in Iran. And if you know your math, that means every four years it doubles. So if there's 7 million today, in four years there'll be 14, in four more years there'll be 28, in four more years 50-something, and by that time Iran will turn into a Christian nation. Does that excite you? It should. I mean, look at, ladies and gentlemen, stop thinking small. Our God is not a teeny-weeny God that only speaks in Arabic and only speaks, only listens if you're pointed in the exact right direction. If you're off three degrees, he doesn't get your prayers. No, he gets your prayers. He's got you. You're his. He's got a mission for you to do. It's time to fulfill the mission. Christian Radio International is now broadcasting in 133 different countries to a potential audience of 3.5 billion, and our next project will take us to 4.5 plus billion. We are raising money right now for our Chinese preacher to broadcast on two satellite delivery systems into China. Now, the ones we, we thought we were going to reach, we're going to reach 400,000 Chinese. But they can't take us right now. They're filled up. So we're going on two others, and they reach a, million, a, billion, a billion plus people with theirs. God's opened that door. The world is before us. It is time to win the world to Jesus Christ. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's time for us to quit thinking box-like inside a little box. 
Get outside the box. God is almighty God. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Let God be God in your life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, the potential for you is awesome here in this room. Every man, every woman here can be used of God if they would just give their lives to you. God, use them in a mighty way. Expand their vision. God, help them to commit their hearts and lives and soul and every, their very being to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.